I figure, you know, I actually read an article one time from the New York State Society of CPAs. The president, or one of the past presidents, was somebody like me, where it took like close to 10 years to pass and he took a couple of years off and look where he is. Welcome to episode 44 of the CPA Exam Experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate and in today's interview, you're gonna hear me talk with Joel. Joel is a Superfast CPA customer and now he is a CPA and his interview is going to be a huge example of never giving up. It's uh, it's very inspiring to listen to his story because he went through a lot to finish his CPA exams. And if I understood the story right now, I've heard, uh, you know, I've obviously mentioned how, you know, I've talked to a lot of people where the CPA process spanned years for them. And, you know, in some cases they had passed three and they couldn't, you know, pass the fourth one for whatever reason. And so they would have all three laps. And if I'm remembering the, the story correctly with Joel, he actually at different times had passed all four, but would have other ones lapse when he had the other three done. It's just a huge story of perseverance, but what I like the most is towards the end of the interview, I asked him, okay, so how did you just deal with the disappointment of getting all these 73s and 74s, you know, and knowing that that 73 or 74, you know, just cost you two of your sections that you had passed? In his answer, you could just tell it was never in his mind, it was never even an option to give up. And so this, uh, this interview, like the other interviews, we talked through a lot of the strategy, the things that worked for him. It's interesting to hear how his study approach evolved over, you know, the span of years and, and taking the sections that many times he has a lot of insight into what really worked or what really does work. And, and we discuss all that, but overall, you know, I've received some emails from people who sound pretty down and out because they got one failing score you know just this episode just puts all that into perspective where and and i and joel says this at one point in the interview it just it doesn't matter how many times it took you to pass the sections or how long it took you as long as you eventually pass all four it's not a failure unless you fully give up on the exams you know before we jump into the interview i just need to mention our free one hour training if this is for some reason, the first thing you've come across from us, the best place for you to start to get a all-in-one linear presentation, you know, our study strategies and what we recommend for how to pass your exams faster, how to learn the material faster. It doesn't matter what review course you're using. The strategies can be applied to whatever review materials you're using. In this one-hour training, you will learn how to have the perfect two-hour study session the big thing you'll come away from is knowing exactly what to do when you sit down to study each day and the backdrop of the six key ingredients that every study process needs to have. And so many people miss one or two of these key ingredients. And that is what leads to, you know, barely missing a passing score. It takes all these things put together and, and then everything starts to click and you start passing your sections. So to sign up for one of those free trainings, that's on our, at our homepage, superfastcpa.com. 
the main thing at the top of the home page. You can click see an upcoming time, choose a time that works for you, or you can text the word pass now as one word to 44222 and we'll send you back a link to sign up for one of these free trainings. So now with that being said, let's get into this interview with Joel. Let's just start from the beginning. When do you remember what year you actually started taking exams? I think it was 10 or 11. Yeah. Around those years. Um, I struggled a little bit uh, when I, fir- I first started with Becker. Mm-hmm. And then like when the 18 months ran out, it was hard. Back then it was still just 18 months. And then I got into Wiley and I found them more, more approachable and more easy with the questions and the long answers and how they explain things. And the fact that they didn't have an 18 month expiration definitely helped. Yeah. And that's when things started moving a lot quicker. Um, you know, I got reg out of the way. I got, I got reg out of the way. I got, um, far out of the way. And then I had Orton BC scheduled and then Hurricane Sandy hit at the end of oh. 2012. And I had windows and I ended up taking two tests within like a week of each other. Mm. So I threw things off and then it was tax season. So that's when one of the, one of the tests went and just constant going over and BC was literally the hardest one. I never, I only passed BC once I've passed far and reg like three times each. Yeah. And audit twice. Oh my gosh. Then. So, so you would, you would literally pass the other three and then, uh, just BC would hold you up for an entire 18 months and you'd start losing those other ones. Correct. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I saw, I kept all my books. Like I bought like even the extra bisque book book. Bisque was old and I got bought out a couple of years ago. So I mm-hmm. even bought those to have extra questions to go through. And I just went all, all the questions and all the questions. And it's just, for some reason, just 73, 74s, oh, which man. is why I never gave up. Yeah. It's one reason I never gave up because I'm right there. It was one right. thing that I was getting like in the 40s and the 50s. Mm-hmm. But I was just so close so many times. Wow. That's... I mean, good for you. And like, you know, congrats on being done finally. Like, I'm glad you never gave up. That is, that is brutal. Did you pass? Is it, is it like you, uh, are you saying that you had ended up losing some and then you passed BEC, but you had lost previous ones. So you had to redo those. Yeah. I lost audit. So I take audit again. So audit ended up being your very last one. The very last one. So the one I took at the end of December over there, that was like the whole one, a very hard test. Mm-hmm. That was like really, and I didn't think I did well coming out of it. And that's like one I got like in the mid sixties. Mm-hmm. I knew it was that. And then like I had one expiring at the end of June. So I scheduled audit in, at the end of March and then with COVID hit got canceled. And then I was worried I was going to lose some credits. Yeah. But then that got um, pushed off the credits till the end of December, all those. So like I just zeroed in and then I ended up with, uh, actually got in like the eighties for audit. Nice. And I was done. Awesome. So I'm guessing back when you started originally, you know, you were just kind of studying what I call the normal way, watching videos, reading the text and then doing practice questions. Is that kind of how you, and then, so let's go to, like I said, when you first emailed me, it looks like it was like 2019. Where were yeah. you at at that point? 
did you still just have BEC left or had, were you back where you had some expired and you had like three in front of you? That's when I had BEC was the last one that I needed to pass everything. Otherwise I was going to lose. Okay. And I ended up with a 74 on BEC. Oh my gosh. So, so then you lost like, audit. Then I lost audit and I lost, lost far. Oh, wow. So then I took far again. And I took reg B. I took far again, which I passed. No, but then I had, sorry, then I just had audit and reg to take over. So yeah. uh, I'm in tax. So like tax, I knew tax. I know very well. So that I knocked out right away. Mm-hmm. I passed BC and reg within a month of each other. And then just, you, then you just had audit, like you said. Then I just had audit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And was audit uh, hard for you working mostly in tax? Like audit's pretty, if you haven't worked in audit, I think audit's confusing because a lot of it sounds the same, but it's very different and nuanced, you know? Did you yes. find audit difficult or? I'm not, in general, not a great test taker. Yeah. Throughout my whole, you know, school, college, I was never a test, great test taker. I know the material well, but like I found audit, what was difficult about audit is that you, there's always a lot of questions where you see two of them could be the right answer and you have to figure out which one's the one that there really is the better one. And yeah. I was always confusing about it. Mm-hmm. That is a good point. I think that sums up why audit. Yeah. That's pretty much the whole thing about audit. Um, and so when you found our tools or, or whatever, were you, did you kind of switch to our study strategies or were you mostly just using like our tools, like the review notes or audios or, or what did you use from us in your, to finish your last three? I used I use most, uh, most of it was like the five minute questions. I found that very helpful. Okay. One of the reasons is when you normally take like a, you know, with Becker or B or Wiley, when you have the questions, you could pick which topic you are. So, you know, on the top of your head around what areas you are and you can focus on it. And when you have the five minute questions, you don't know what's going, the five question quizzes, you don't know what's coming up. Yeah. So that, oh, that keeps your mind sharp and see what's going on. I also like the, like, like I, I f- felt also like the reading the notes was like a cliff notes mm-hmm. to the thing. So sometimes in an area you're not sure of, you read the cliff notes and it gives you like a quick reminder what's going on. And the audio in the car, when I was driving to work, I would put, put, put on BC to struggle and like a couple areas for audit, I would put those in just to have my mind thinking while driving. Yeah. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, yeah. You know, our audios, the review notes and the, and the quizzes, like that's, that's exactly how they're meant to be used. So yeah, I'm glad it could help. What did you, uh, so this would be interesting. Did your general study methods, like when you're sitting with your review course each day, how did that evolve over your years of taking these exams and studying? Like by the end, what were the things you had figured out that didn't work previously? You know, what, what were the study methods you were using by the time you started passing all of them? But I just started focusing a lot on the questions because uh-huh. you know, I read the material. I sat through a lot of things. So it was more like I point and see what the more questions you do, you get a good idea of what they're trying to ask. Mm-hmm. So I did those and I focused on the long problems. When the long problems changed a couple of years ago to like more of quote unquote what they say work yeah. type of thing, it's not really like that. Right. So that also gets a little bit confusing because when you're taking the tests, you want to know what are they looking as opposed to the real life, what you do in the real life. It's not exactly (laughs) the same. Yeah. 
So, you know, that got a little confusing too. So like I used some of the long problems that I found Wiley actually does a pretty good job with. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I did that and, and just going over the questions and, you know, your explanations, I liked how your explanations and the answers helped also, because sometimes when you do the questions and they say it's wrong, they don't always give a good explanation why it's wrong or why the other ones are not the right answer. Yeah. By the five minute questions, you're able to see, okay, this was right because of this, or this was wrong because of this. And, or this is the better answer because of this, which allowed me to focus on when I was doing other questions at night or, you know, the, I was doing like 20 to 40 question quizzes at a time with multiple things. I was able to get a better understanding what was going on. Yeah, that, that is a huge point. Um, that's why I always say like practice questions are the best learning tool, but I guess that does assume that the explanations are given to you to like that explain why a certain one is wrong or right. So like, we, yeah, with our questions, we try to make sure that's like pretty clear because yeah, the, the five question quizzes, they're a good reminder and everything, but also like they are just a learning tool, just like the notes or the audios, like you're using them to continue to learn and just, enhance the topics in your head. So yeah, that's a good point. What, what was your system of, uh, did you do any kind of note taking or making flashcards or what was your system for that? I made my own flashcards. And when I I used to travel into New York city, uh, where I used to work Mm -hmm. and, um, and when I was sitting on the bus, uh, in addition to doing questions on my phone, I would also have my own flashcards to go through it just to get the overall topics, which definitely helped also. Yeah. I mean, that's like you said, if you've listened to some of the other interviews, that's one thing I ask everyone. And cause I feel like that's honestly a necessary step is to the things that you, for whatever reason, you know, personally struggle with, you need to write it out in your own words. And that's really the best way of like, you know, actually learning it and making sure you understand it. One thing I, I haven't kind of knew that I want to start asking people on these interviews is, uh, what was your, let's say pre COVID when you're commuting still and everything, what was like the, the typical day for you from start to finish? And like, when did you study? Like, when did you do your main session? How long was your commute? Just what was your process of studying throughout your normal or the average day, I guess. So for the past like two or three years, I've been not traveling in the city. I've been taking, driving myself more local, like a half an hour drive. So it's hard to travel, but because because of me being religious, you know, I have prayers in the morning, so it's kind of hard to do that. So I was okay. always focused at night from like eight o'clock to 10 o'clock at night was my study okay. period. And that's basically what I did. And during the weekends, on Sundays, I studied in the morning. I, I made sure I studied in the morning. I made sure I studied in the afternoon and I made sure I studied at night. Um, I found if I did too much at once, I'll go cr- a little crazy. So I try to break it up as I yep. go. You know, especially when you keep on getting 74s, it shows that yeah. you know it and you just, you're just missing one or two points basically going over. Yeah. So, so like I try not to go too crazy on it. Mm-hmm. And like, I wrote down a plan, like where I'm struggling and the ones I struggled, whenever I studied, I made sure I always did that at the beginning and at the end also with those questions. So therefore I made sure and in between, I always reviewed everything else as I went. Gotcha. You know, so it's like, for example, audit, compilations and reviews, I knew cold. 
with the order reports. I knew that calls, but stuff like, um, you know, with, with the cycles and this and that, where the questions get a little tricky, those I always focused on first and last and did everything else in between. You know, like another one, like I was one time took an audit test where they asked like 15 questions on government accounting. Yeah. Which, you know, you it's very little, but like I, once I had that once, I made sure I knew that right away just in case it mm-hmm. popped up again. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, good, good strategy. How did you deal with the, I mean, like, you know, the disappointment of 73s and 74s, like, would you take weeks off and you had to like talk yourself back into starting again, or would you just hit it the very next day? Like, how did, how did you deal with that? Because I get a lot of emails about the, the, the disappointment of getting a 73 or 74. By the time when I was getting so close, I just kept on going because I knew yeah. I was so close, you know, and I just wanted to move on with my life. <laughs> yeah. I figured, right. I figured that I figured, you know, I actually read an article one time from the New York State Society of CPAs. The president or one of the past presidents was somebody like me where it took like close to 10 years to pass. And he took a couple of years off and look where he is. Mm-hmm. Like when you read stories like that, and I have friends also who are in the same position. Yeah. So like, you know, and, and it's worth it. You put all your time, you went for your education, you put all your time when you're so close to so just don't, don't give up mm-hmm. because eventually, you know, when you get the three letters at the end, they don't care what you got or how you got it. You got it at the end. And that's all that matters. For sure. Yep. And that is, a, that is a huge point. And it's easy for, uh, I got an email the other day that the person was basically saying like, I can't, I I don't have really friends or family that's like cheering me on, or I don't have a supportive spouse or whatever. Like, how do I stay motivated? And as you know, I was kind of like, well, I mean, even the people that have that, you're, you're the only person that can study and walk into the testing center, you know, like you, you have to want it regardless of what, what else is going on. So yeah, that's, that's a great point. It's just, uh, just deciding from the beginning that you're not going to give up. So, yeah, I mean, when I passed, I had people, I posted something on LinkedIn, like after many 74s and many years I found, and I heard people contact me who I never heard of before. Like, how did you do it? Yeah. And how this and that. So I just told them, I just never gave up and you just have to put mm-hmm. your mind to it. You know, it's like, cause I, I have kids, I'm, you know, I'm married and I have kids, you know, so how did you do it? I said, listen, I, I was able to explain to them, you know, so I'll make sure I have time for you. I will. But you just have to allow me to do this because mm-hmm. eventually when I get it done, then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. You know, and like even my kids cheered me, even like my kids cheered me on. Right. You know, and then when I told them they were, they were just as happy as I was. That's awesome. How, how old are your kids? One's, one's going to be six and one's two and a half. It's a little over two. So she yeah. doesn't know as much, but the six-year-old. You know, you know, one always, you know, in the summers and stuff like that, you know, I had to make sure, mm-hmm. you know, I can't do it right now. Yeah. So no, I have, I have a mid five-year-old, so yeah, there, she would be old enough to kind of get like, listen, I mean, I tell her that daily, like, listen, right now I got to work or do this thing. So yeah, that's, that's cool. How did you do uh, that at night? Like you, you have, cause again, I mean, a lot of test uh, CPA candidates are young, right out of school. They don't have a family, but then there are a lot of people that, that do, that are, that didn't do it when they were younger or whatever, you know, they, now they have a family and kids. 
So what was your, uh, you, you mentioned you, you did a nighttime study session from eight to 10, which makes sense. Your kids are probably in bed by then, but how did you deal with the, the whole family aspect and still trying to study outside of work? Not all the time was easy. I can tell you that. Yeah. But you just, you know, there are times, there have been times when I was exhausted, like, especially during tax season or, you know, the busy season, but like, I made sure that I at least did at least a, one, like 20 or 30 question quiz a night. So at least my mm-hmm. brain is still refreshing. And even like the five minute quizzes, once I yeah. did the five question quizzes, those like, even when I went to the bathroom, that's what I did. Yeah. You know, instead of reading something else. And that's where, like I tell people, that's where it can make a difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just wasn't easy, believe me, but you know, right. these, these things are not meant to be easy. Yeah. And that, that is a, it, it almost seems like so simple that it can't be that effective, but, but that was like the entire idea behind our products is when I was studying, it was hard to find four or five hours a day all at once to just sit with my review course. But then I would realize I like have this stupid phone that I carry around and look at constantly during the day. And, and that was, I don't know, just kind of a light bulb went off. Like there should be high quality study supplements because you, people can pack in an extra hour to a day just from, instead of like looking at social media on their phone, like reading notes or taking quizzes, like you said, listening to audio. So that is, it's for someone who's really busy and, and has a family or even someone who's busy without a family. That's like the simple way of adding an extra hour to a day. And it just like, it pays off. Like you're saying, what did you do to, to celebrate after something like that? What, what was it like when you got your fourth passing score? Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was on cloud nine. I opened up a, <laughs> um, there was one bottle of whiskey that I bought, um, Glenlivet 18 year that I said, I'm not opening it until I pass it. Yeah. So that sat there for like a year or two, but that night I opened it with somebody and we, uh, we didn't finish it, but we had a couple of shots. <laughs> that was, uh, That's awesome. And it was harder because of COVID, you know? Yeah. Yeah, actually, the next day, my wife actually had a false positive. It turned out she had a positive test, but it was a false positive. So that threw everything. Oh, through. wow. Yeah. I mean, she works in a nursing home, so they get yeah. tested every every week. So she had a false positive. And then, like, uh, my parents came by and they surprised me. We had a little party in the back, but it's not like you, you could do that much with COVID around. Right, right. No, that that is cool. Um I don't know if you've heard my example, but I like for the four sections, I like bought basically the pieces to like a new set of golf clubs. And I had it sitting in my office with the tags on like plastic on the clubs. Can't touch it until I was like done. But I I do think that idea, that's like a very, just that general idea of not saving some reward for yourself. That's kind of big, whether it's sitting there looking at you each day and you can't actually have it or use it till you pass, or it's a trip that you book. I think that's a big, uh, just like a viable strategy just to help, you know, whatever helps, right. To to stay motivated. All right. So we have kind of, we've kind of gone through everything. Um, even if it's something we already covered, is there any other tips you would give to test takers or people still studying or what would be your top two or three things you'd tell people? Don't give up. That's number one. Yeah. You know, even especially when you're so close, you know, I, 
I was so close so many times. That's why I never gave up because I knew when you're, which, which I, when I spoke to like people who who are my bosses or people who are older than me, they said back in the day, it was either a 69 or 76. There's nothing in between. Mm. So, you know, that, so like when I keep, when you keep on getting it, you're so close. You strive for this your whole life to get it. Don't give up. Yeah. And like, you know, when you have, if you, especially now with the technology that you have, if you have the five minute question, the five questions to do or something like that, just do it because you don't know if that will make the difference whether or not you're going to pass or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's, that's how I look at it. I mean, I have friends of mine too now. I'm just pushing, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just get it done. Awesome. Well, Hey, I appreciate you being doing the call. These, uh, you know, like I've said on the other interviews, we get a lot of like emails about these people really like hearing actual CPA candidate stories, especially ones like yours. Cause there are a lot of people out there that have more or less kind of given up or they've kind of put it out of their mind for the time being and years have gone by, but they're still kind of planning on doing it. And a lot of these people have, you know, said I've, listened to a certain podcast and that like re motivated me. So now I'm like back to studying anyways. So congrats again on passing. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks again. Yeah. So that was the interview with Joel. And like I said, in the beginning, I'm sure you found that pretty inspiring and it's awesome that he kept at it. And especially again, when I asked him towards the end, how did you deal with you know, the disappointment of all these 73s and 74s, you could just tell in his answer, it was like, well, I wasn't that disappointed because I just never, it didn't matter how many times I got a failing score, I was going to finish these exams. And so, you know, if anyone can take that attitude, it will make the process that much more doable, you know, and less disappointing. You're, you're not getting hung up on one individual result because if you've made the firm decision that no matter what happens, you're going to get the four passing scores, you know, then you will eventually get there. So if you found this episode helpful, send this or share this with somebody that you know that's working on their CPA exams as well. Share the podcast in general. If you've listened to multiple episodes, the more uh, widespread the podcast gets, the more and more emails and comments and reviews we're getting on the podcast with people saying how helpful these interviews are. Because again, you just hear from this broad sample of CPA candidates, but if you listen to enough episodes, these patterns start to emerge of the same things that they're all doing. So these clues as to what makes a successful study process. So thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.